be the same But I'm not sure if I'll remember your name But I'll remember your face And all the chase And all the, the walk of Hello and welcome to Everyone Andy Ever Slept With, uh, a podcast about all my sexual encounters. Um, this is the first episode, um, an episode about a boy named Nathan. Um, so Nathan was my first. I'll just give a bit of context about um, how this all came to be. Um, so when I was younger, um, obviously it was when I was younger. Um, so I grew up in Melbourne, Australia. I grew up in the northern suburbs in the very sort of suburban bogan area. Um, And at this age, I would have been around 16 years old, um, probably when I first met Nathan. Um, And when I was young, like around that age, I hadn't actually met any other gay people before. I was still, I wasn't out. I was aware that I was gay, but I wasn't sure where to meet other gay people and, um, you know, how to build up a community and find myself part of the community when I was that age. Um, so how it sort of came to be, I, um, in the city, um, where there were bookshops and record shops, they always had a free magazine section where you could pick up magazines. And there were a couple of gay magazines that we had. Um, I remember one of them was called brother sister and another one was called Q news or something similar to that. Um, and yeah, in the back of these magazines, um, so I used to collect them from the record shop every every time I was there. And in the back, there used to be um, sort of a classified section which had ads um, for community support groups and social groups for gay people. Um, and I thought, well, yeah, maybe I should attend one of these. That should be could be how I can start um, finding other gay people. Um, so I remember there was also a, a, a switchboard, like a free phone number you could call up to get support as well. And I remember calling up that number um, and finding no support through them, actually, because the person I spoke to was really rude. Um, They sort of, you know, I called up and I was asking about some of the support groups they offered and the person said, I I don't have this information. Um, You've spoken to the wrong person, but didn't give me any other options. And they didn't even ask me if I was okay or anything like that. They were just sort of like, "Um, yeah, sorry, you're going to have to look somewhere else. That's pretty much what they said. Um, and that was my first time ever speaking to someone else that I knew was gay. Um, but anyway, um, one of these support groups or the ads for it in the paper did have a direct phone number. So I ended up calling up that number. It was a place called, um, the action center in the city. And they offered a group for gay men who were 18 and under. Um, so being, I was in year 11 in high school, that's like your second last year of high school in Australia. Um, so they said, come along to our next meeting. I think it was the following Saturday. They had it every two weeks or every month or something. Um, actually it was every two weeks. And, um, yeah, when I, I was really nervous about going, but I went there, it was on a Saturday. Um, I walked in not knowing what to expect at all and walked in really nervous. And I just remember, yeah, the first person I spoke to was really, really, really camp, just surprisingly camp. Um, as I walked in the door, like, hi, how are you? Um, and I was like, oh, hey, yeah, good, thanks. Um, and then they walked me into the room where everyone was and I, I sat down and introduced myself. And the the, the people who were um, running the group, the coordinators, um, 
yeah, uh, introduced themselves to me. It make, made me feel really welcome. Um, and I sat down and the group started. Um, there was about maybe 10 to 15 other people there, participants. And I remember one thing that shocked me about this group was, um, you know, some of the people were even younger than me and they were already, you know, were really involved in the gay scene, already had had boyfriends for two or three years. Um, you know, not everyone, but you know, half the group were already at that stage and I was really surprised at how, um, you know, that was the case. Um, yeah, because for me, I just found it impossible to, um, yeah, be part of the community any earlier than that in my life. But anyway, the, the whole support group, I might do a whole separate episode on that. I'll just get back to in um, how I met Nathan. Um, so he was part of the support group. Um, and at the support group, when it finished, um, you know, we'd, talk, we'd sit around talking for a while. The coordinators would give us, you know, subjects and things to talk about, like coming out, um, STDs, um, everything about the gay world pretty much. And at the end of the group, yeah, most of us would end up going out, walking around the city afterwards and just maybe going out for coffee or something like that, or just hanging out in the downtown sort of area. Um, and this would have been about the third time I've been to the group um, when this guy, Nathan, had actually, um, he'd taken a bit of an interest in me. Um, as a couple of the boys there did as well, but he was the first one, I guess, to invite me back to his house. Um, and after we'd been hanging out in the city, I went back to his house. He lived in the northern suburbs of Melbourne as well, but a bit more closer to the city. Um, Nathan was very camp, probably one of the campus people in the group. Um, and, yeah, a bit of a description of him. The other boys in the group used to call him Pig Boy Nathan, um, which I, I know he didn't like that, um, and understandably as well. But it was because he had a a sort of pushed-in kind of nose. It was kind of cute, but a nose that went up a bit, like a pig, if that makes sense. Um, he had short blonde hair, maybe a little bit gingerish as well. Um, and he was the same age as me and around the same height as me, um, and everything in the same age. The only difference was, I guess, how feminine he was. Um, so yeah, back to his house. I don't think he'd realized I was a virgin. And I also don't think he realized that I was very nervous and frigid and never even kissed a boy before, let alone slept with a boy. Um, so at his house, I got to meet his mom and his sisters and everything, and they were really nice. And as the night went on, we ended up in his bedroom just listening to music and talking. I can't remember what we were talking about. <clears throat> and then he said, kiss me. And I was nervous, didn't know how to go about it. So I said, um, you kiss me. And then he kissed me. Um, and it was actually quite sweet. I remember he had really nice, soft, wet lips and such. And then... Yeah, we were kissing for a while and then we crawled into his bed and then one thing led to another and we were just wanking each other's cocks. I do remember he was uncircumcised and that did turn me on a little bit. And also he had quite a thick cock too. Um, he went down on me. Um, I don't think I went down on him. I can't remember if I did. Um, but I think he got the vibe that I wasn't really that interested. And it probably wasn't so much that I wasn't interested. It was, I was just a bit nervous and didn't really know how to go about it. Um, and yeah, he definitely picked up on that. And then he, you know, crawled back up to eye level with me and he said, do you want to come? And I just said, no, nah, I'm fine. Um, and I should have responded by saying, well, do you want to come? And, you know, offering something like that. But I still didn't know what I was doing. So I didn't. Um, then we fell asleep and that was it. I remember the song that was playing on the radio 
was a song from a, a Triple J at the time had played a lot of Aussie bands. It was a song from a band called Scream Feeder, the song called Dart. Um, and every time I hear that song today, it still reminds me of him. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was it. And then in the morning he walked me to the station. He lived really close to the station. And then I just went home. He lived on the same train line as me as well, which was handy. Um, and then I didn't really hear much from him after that. You know, I, I think I did try to call him a couple of times and he just didn't respond. And I did see him around after that, like at a few places and we're always civil with each other. We never really spoke about what happened. Um, and also, yeah, he's just stopped going to the group as well and he didn't contact me. And I think one of the reasons for that is because he was out. He had a lot of gay friends already. You know, he didn't need a new to make new friends. He didn't need that support that that group offered. Um, and another thing I remember is I never told anyone that I'd been with him, anyone else at the group. But a few of them had figured it out. Like maybe he told them or something. Um yeah, so they ended up <laughs> saying to me, oh, did you get with Nathan? I was like, oh, yeah, I did. Um, so anyway, um, but anyway, that was my story of Nathan. I, after, yeah, a few months after, I'd seen him around a bit here and there. Um, but then I hadn't seen him for a good 10 years or something. Um, and I wasn't sure what happened to him or where he'd gone. But um, this would have been, someone we first met, obviously, things like face- Facebook and social media didn't exist um because this was in 1996 i think um and then later in life when i was in my late 20s so we're looking at a good 15 years later he added me to facebook and then he sent me a message on messenger and he was just saying hey how's life been lately what have you been up to and i was asking him the same questions and it was just really nice hearing from him again and looking at him in his new Facebook photos, he seemed very um, different, actually. He wasn't that camp anymore. He was actually working as, like, a roofer or something. Um, and, yeah, he said, let's catch up again. Let's just meet up for a beer and, you know, catch up on old days. And we never actually got around to meeting up. Life was really busy for both of us at the time, I guess. Um, that would have been when I was in my late 20s, early 30s. And then we still stayed in touch on Facebook and would message each other occasionally throughout the next five or so years. But then, unfortunately, he um, had since passed away. Um, he died in a car accident. Um, and I only found that out through Facebook as well, um, just seeing his sister and all that posting on his wall. Um, and his uh, account is now a memorial account. So, unfortunately, he's not around anymore. Um, but I'm pretty sure he lived a, a great life, it seemed like it. And he was a really nice guy too. So, yeah, that's Nathan for you. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that story. Um, yeah, uh, I'll talk about another boy named Chris in my next episode. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this one and I'll, you'll hear from me in the next one. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, the game.